What if there was a place where wanting it all meant getting it too? New Cape Line sparkling cocktails are swooping in to transport you to a seriously delicious paradise. They come at you with all the flavor you want and nothing you don't in margarita, hard strawberry lemonade, and blackberry mojito varieties. Plus, they're made with just six simple ingredients and nothing artificial. Welcome to having your cake and eating it too. Head to capeline.com and find out where you can get your hands on the go-to drink of this summer. Welcome to Capeline. Celebrate responsibly 2019 Capeline Beverages, Memphis, Tennessee. When hunger strikes, just remember this set of numbers. 90, 10, 1. No, those don't have to do with Tyler C. They're actually 90 calories, 10 grams of protein, one gram of sugar. These are the numbers of Protein One, a bar that fills you up without loading you up. Available in four tasty flavors that will help kick your cravings. Try Protein One for your next snack emergency. Available at all major retailers, Walmart, Target, your local grocery store, and Amazon. And now, let's batch. Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Littman. Today, I am joined by an esteemed colleague who is backed by popular demand to talk about the only thing that matters. Mm. Here's Mallory Rubin, and she's here to discuss ABC Food Tours. Oh, boy. Just kidding. <laughs> One of the leading spokesmen, <laughs> certainly. We, we just have to talk about Tyler. I threw up the, the Tyler Again. bat signal because, you know, I was watching this episode, which, did you enjoy it? Juliette, I loved it. <laughs> I'm obviously like the rest of the viewing public just so tired of the the Luke P yeah. drama and also increasingly alarmed by it. But there was just the right amount it was of so- Tyler Salve in here to soothe my soul. And not only that, just a really sexy episode. I oh, just yeah. feel like it's right no I right in your zone. If you've listened to Binge Mode, it wouldn't be a surprise for people to know that. Should I should I share with the listeners what I texted you? Yes. It's really on it's- the borderline of what's appropriate, but <laughs> We're, yeah, just share it. It's okay. I'm embarrassed because Craig is just in here. Pretend <laughs> Craig's not here. It's fine. Somehow less embarrassed about the legions listening. I texted you on Monday evening. Yes, you did. I was asleep, of course. No, actually, I wasn't. I just like, I'd like put my phone away for the night. I wasn't asleep yet, but I was close. And I said to you, <laughs> this is our second text thread. We were also on one with Bill Simmons. That's true. Talking about the show. <laughs> Is it possible to climax just from watching Tyler pull Hannah onto his lap? <laughs> How did I respond? You said, lol, lol, lol. Yes. <laughs> it's kind of wild. I, I can't think of anyone more beloved in Bachelor Nation. Like, we discussed Peter last time. Like, is Peter on that level? Yes. But Tyler is spending his free time, like, volunteering. Like yes. organizing fun runs for for like mental like you know to support people's mental health and like kind of like being a fairly regular guy, um, it's pretty staggering. I have a question for you about okay. his current social media, not only presence but strategy. Okay, first of all, he has currently, and I'm sure this will be higher by the time we publish this, six hundred forty five thousand Instagram followers. I think that's unprecedented. That for it, it has contested. That was one of my questions, yes. right? But because. We're barely more than beyond the midway point in the season. Yes, we're six episodes in. Well, really seven. And if you count 5B as its own, whatever. I do not count 5B we're or se- acknowledge its existence in any way. We'll just say we're seven weeks into the season, you know? So that's, or about halfway. The finale is July 29th. It's a little bit more than half. 
at the at Colton's finale, which was like a huge TV mm-hmm. event, like absolutely ma- positively massive, as they'd say across the pond. <laughs> um, I recall that no one in his pool of like final ladies had had cracked six hundred thousand, mm-hmm. except for maybe Hannah G because she was already an influencer, right? Those people all blew up by the end of the finale. Yes. And, and now Colton and Cassie have, like, so many followers. But it took, like, one of the most notorious moments in Bachelor history right. for them to crack those those numbers. The Bachelorette is less popular than The Bachelor every, every time. It's just the way it is, and that's fine. And yet, Tyler, he's also... He, yeah, Tyler is getting these numbers. Yes. But as we've discussed briefly, it's partially because he's so good at social he's media. Fabulous. Fabulous. And so that was the next question I wanted to ask you in addition to whether this seemed unprecedented at yeah. this pace. Because he's he's gonna he's gonna cross a million before the end of the season at this rate. It would th- it would seem. If Tyler doesn't win, I don't understand how he doesn't become bachelor. I, I just so he's so popular. This is what I would like to posit to you. Okay. The social media strategy, which mm-hmm. is very present in our lives. Every single day, we can count on him for somewhere between two to six Instagram stories. Yes. He's going to put a couple new posts up every week. Charming, funny, unbelievably sexy, in various <laughs> states of undress. Also, crucially, very picks, picks his spots when acknowledging fan memes and fan edits, yes. which is kind of... Yes. Tyler really... I, I You know, I just like attention, so I was just really happy when Tyler <laughs> gave the ringer attention. Yes. He's engaging with people, yes, both yes. in a digital space and in real life. He's, the food tours, the runs that he's organizing. He's he's 26 years old. The, the IRL engagement is yes. really significant. Many 26-year-olds, like, only DM, their social lives are mediated through their phones. That's right. And Tyler is like, no, let's do this in person. He's looking to connect. A man of the people out there in the world in so many different ways. I would like to posit, mm-hmm. theorize, present to you right here and right now. He only behaves this way if he wins. He's only doing this right now because he knows that he has absolutely nothing to worry about. <laughs> There's no chance that he's going to have some sort of interaction with a person that could create some sort of problem. Now, we spent a great deal of time on our last Tyler C. Appreciation podcast talking about the ever-present existential dread of the prospect, remote though it may be, of Tyler letting us down one day because we adore him so fully that we don't even want to think about what could happen. I have a question for you. He's out there interacting with all these people. I know. He's... Unafraid. It's amazing. He just takes... Apparently, he's like very kind taking pictures. But... So I, last Thursday, uh-huh. I was in a bad mood uh-huh. and I was like, I'm just going, I just, I'm going deep on Tyler. And I spent like 45 minutes just like combing Reddit mm-hmm. of, of people's accounts oh, okay. of interacting with Tyler at his fun run. Very deep on Reddit. Yeah. On Did Reddit. you just discover anything upsetting? No, not, a, not at all. Like not at all. And you want to know what? That was like the tip of the iceberg. Then the next morning I was stuck in like a bad Wi-Fi zone as I was trying to take off on this plane for three mm-hmm. hours. But that night I was in a really bad mood. And like, honestly, I was in a good mood after I spent 45 minutes researching Tyler's fun run. <laughs> and by that, I mean all of these nice people in Bachelor Nation who immediately after the event went to Reddit to post their videos of what Tyler um, said and what he did. And he gave like a, a cute little speech explaining how 
he when he when his dad was ill and he was yeah. trying to cope with it, he would go for runs and yes. to clear his head. And this is why he was doing it to like kind of cultivate a community where they support and empower each other. Mm-hmm. It sounds like he took a lot of pictures um, with whomever asked with like a lot of grace and kindness. And like he just seems like a great guy. But to your point about he's doing this because he's got nothing to lose. I think counterpoint. Mm-hmm. I think if you really want to be Bachelor, you got to build up your presence. And we saw this with Jason Tardick, mm-hmm. who Jason. But that's the thing. All right, go ahead. Jason didn't have. I'll wait to retort. <laughs> Jason, I really, I really enjoy it. I think he's a super nice yes. guy, and I, I wish him and Caitlin well. And I just, I just love Jason's mom. Um, one of my favorite moms out there, in addition to my own, a great hometown. And Andrew Sharps also has a great oh, mom. Phenomenal, <laughs> phenomenal. Um. Tyler, like Jason, I feel like is using the platform he's been given to like keep his name out there and to like and to just show like this is who I am. And he's, you know, he had this in this uh little spat on Twitter with um the loser from JoJo season who was also a singer-songwriter. I think his name was James Taylor. And he Tyler like he was just trying to like use Tyler to stay relevant and which Tyler called out and right. he, he clapped back. The only negative thing Tyler has done was refer to Hannah in that, in that uh, spat as our queen. And mm. I don't care. I don't care for the, the, the mother of dragonization <laughs> of the bachelorette. <laughs> She's just a girl who wants to get naked whenever she wants to, which I support and let's acknowledge it. So I okay. feel like, I feel like this could also be a, a campaign. And interesting, I, I guess my counterpoint, though that is a compelling case, Thanks. is that every person's response to Jason doing that, even people who like him a lot and find him very charming and winning, was this is like too thirsty. Yeah. You just clearly want it too much. Now, obvious counterpoint to the counterpoint, it's not like Colton wasn't thirsty. Colton was so thirsty, but he went on paradise. Really different. That's true. That's true. We can say with certainty that Tyler is not on Paradise because he's out and about in New York right now. Oh, my God. So Thank, thank God. So I couldn't have Keep handled it. Keep him away. I couldn't have handled it. I have a question for you. Were you into Blake last season? Loved. Like. Loved Blake. I was not that into Blake, so I liked him, but I I, I didn't, like, love him. Mm-hmm. He was he was fine. Who ended up winning? Oh, Garrett. Right. I, that was just not a great group of guys. They were fine. I've obviously since become a Blake fan because mm-hmm. he was so nice. Also yeah. so tall. Just, just so tall. <laughs> A really, he's like really lovely human who, at least to me, there's a lot of a lot of um, rumors about his behavior in paradise out there. No, that's not good. Um, I don't want to get too spoilery though because we don't do that here. Um, anyway, he was similar. Where I think people like loved him mm-hmm. and had he had like a lot of fans, and he also was like extremely attractive, and he didn't get bachelor. So, okay. Here's the crucial difference between the two of them. And again, I loved Blake. Well, I still love Blake. To me, the crucial difference is that I would just on the spot be like, Tyler, let's just find a room. And with Blake, I'm just like, you're a really nice, lovely guy. Let's talk right. for a while. I would hurl myself into a volcano <laughs> for the chance just to gaze into Tyler's eyes on the way down. For him to grab you. The he doesn't he- even need to do that. I just want to know we're going to make eye contact for a second. That's enough. <laughs> Just locking eyes. Say some beautiful words over my melting corpse. Oh my and that's God. enough for me. They're going to say melting core like on Chernobyl. <laughs> <laughs> wow, there's the crossover pod we need. <laughs> Radioactive bachelor. 
<laughs> Sorry, what were you going to we say? We could do a parody of the, the, the red and blue placard <laughs> thing from the, the trial and the finale. Oh, my God. It's all about balance, folks. And that's the difference between Tyler and Blake is that Blake, while extremely uh, appealing— both physically and as somebody who was clearly in touch with his emotions, was very, very raw to the point where I think that that doesn't work maybe in The Bachelor. You know, you've often made the point that The Bachelor needs to be a little bit of a blank slate so that everybody else can shine. Blake is... I don't want to use any words that are charged or judgmental, like needy, because I think it's great that Blake was so in touch with his feelings and emotions, but he was extremely in touch with them to the point where that would have been what dominated the season. Blake had a... Y'all are so mellow. Blake had a palpable anxiety to him because he's been through a lot. And that's part of why Blake is wonderful is because he's like... Just he's a very real person. And been through a lot and, and I think handled it well. Tyler, mm-hmm. can this guy get riled up? I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, again, you saw him scoop Hannah up with just one hand and just I want to talk about seamlessly, all the, yeah. fluidly pull her onto his lap, right? We need to talk about all of the hidden erections of this episode. And let's, <laughs> let's do that. But first, let's talk about today's sponsors. Griffin makes it easy to wake up rested and happy with the world's most comfortable sheets and duvets, perhaps with Tyler next to you. Who knows? They'll give you the most comfortable sleep of your life. All of Griffin's bedding is made with premium quality Supima cotton, and everything from their materials to their facilities is evaluated to the highest standard. Because Griffin owns their entire manufacturing process, they control every detail that can change the way you sleep, and they've had over 200 years to perfect their craft. Refinery29 recently described Griffin as bedding that you can feel good in and about. And for a limited time you get to try the sheets for free for 30 days no strings attached if you don't like them send them back and you will not be charged i just got a new set of griffin sheets and they are really soft i'm absolutely loving them and they're also navy blue which is like weirdly my favorite color for bed sheets just throwing that out there griffin makes bedding that you can feel good in and about so visit griffinhome.com or search griffin home and use the code bachelor b-a-c-h-e-l-o-r at checkout that's griffin g-r-y-p-h-o-n home.com with the code bachelor your stomach is rumbling you need something to fill it hunger strikes so aggressively i know that happens to you mallory that's easy to grab for the nearest snack whether it's a donut in the break room a bag of vending machine goodies or muffin from downstairs in the cafe but when you're in need of a quick tasty treat there's only one set of numbers you need to remember 90 10 1 90 calories, 10 grams of protein, and one gram of sugar. These are the numbers of Protein One, a bar that fills you up without loading you up. They're available in tasty flavors that will help kick your cravings. Chocolate chip, peanut butter chocolate chip, chocolate fudge, and strawberries and cream. I keep these in my desk, and they tied me over in between meetings and in between podcasts. Try Protein One for your next snack emergency. They're available at all major retailers, Walmart, Target, your local grocery store, and Amazon. Now, back to another snack. Tyler's saying. Iconic transition. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. No. Inspired. Yes. I just want to say that I, I I wanted Blake to be Bachelor. I feel it's important to clarify that. I'm not judging him. I'm just I, noting a difference between their personas. I genuinely like Blake. There's just a certain type of person who I just assume, like, will be, like, rude or difficult or a dick. And I feel like you could have assumed that about Blake. And he's just so not like that. He's just like a really nice guy. He like just is really like, I think, I think he's thoughtful and sweet and like cares mm-hmm. about people think about him. I, I'm, I'm pro Blake. Um, 
I wish him well in this life. And I, I <laughs> hope to cross paths with him again one day. Beautiful. Hopefully when he's not massively hungover. Um, Maybe a tavern on the green in Central Park where you're both participating in one of Tyler's runs. So here's the thing about Tyler's runs. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would absolutely never do one. Uh, I hate group activities is yeah, the first thing. You do. I you, hate. you won't even go to lunch as a group. I, I've been working with you and several other colleagues for seven plus years and I <laughs> loathe going to lunch together. I just like, I, I don't want to do it. I also like, I don't like to do any activity where I can't just leave. Like, I just like, like mm-hmm. I like to have the escape hatch at all times, you yeah. know? You want to be in control. Yeah. And I feel like Tyler would be okay with that. Yeah. Tyler. He respects choice let's and just, individuality. Let's just talk about him getting the rose on the group date. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, this is getting excessive. I understand that I, at one point we'll have to not only talk about Tyler, but today is not that day. No. But I just want everyone to know, I, I know there's a limit here. Perhaps we're approaching it. Channel your inner Aria. Not today! Not today! <laughs> <laughs> um, He gets the group rose date for a couple of reasons. Roger and I discussed this a little bit. Mm-hmm. At the market, he goes off and gets her flowers. Wonderful. He also clearly is an arm wrestling champion. Incredible stuff. And then he grabs her first at the cocktail party. Yes. Which, that's the kind of assertiveness we haven't seen from Tyler yet. It's true. He's been really sitting back in the margins. And, you know, he was not even visually present in a few of the fraught collective argument fights from last week's episode in the Scottish Castle. But when he was there, it was clear that he was not content. No. To allow this to go on. (laughs) He knows that he needs to step up and either serve as peacemaker or as the general in his own pursuit of love. (laughs) Just incredible military language (laughs) being applied to Tyler C. here. Um, It's funny. I really wanted you to come back on this pod because we were texting, as you read, um, about Tyler. Yeah. And And also, I had watched the episode before you did. And I said to you, like, just get ready. There's a lot of Tyler C. tonight. And so... In prep, I really felt that way in my heart. Mm-hmm. And then I, in preparation for this podcast, I went back and I only watched the episode, the parts of the episode Tyler C. was in. Yeah. Didn't take me that long. Yeah. He's like in, of the 80 minutes, he's in way under 20 minutes, like probably 15 or less. I, I don't even know. This is the only TRT that matters. It Sorry, is. Chris Harrison. No. I didn't even, it didn't even occur to me to count it up because I was just like, <laughs> it'll be so huge. Like, I can't. Yeah. Tyler's was low, but his, his usage was low, but his PER was so high. <laughs> You know, he's he's all about efficiency. He's all about efficiency. <laughs> exactly. He makes an impact when he's out there on the court. His- where would you where would you rank Hannah straddling him and their subsequent makeout against the other two straddle and makeouts that she had of this week? One with Peter, yeah. one with Jed. I don't consider moments with Jed canon. Oh, interesting. In my- <laughs> We're getting so much crossover in this podcast today. <laughs> Bachelorette experience. I just obviously a lot of it is the way that the the actual news about Jed is infiltrating our lives and clouding our experience. I'm just, just, good, I'll I'll just note it. Yes. Last week came out Jed had a girlfriend when he went on the show. He has since ghosted her. I hate ghosting. So Mm -hmm. that's the opposite of what Blake would do. So fuck you, Jed. Yes. And then it came out that not only did he have this girlfriend named Haley, who I kept calling Elise, (laughs) um, he also slept with someone who was not Haley slash Elise. Right. Uh, in that time. So Jed seems like a player Dirt, and dirtbag. A dirtbag, yeah, as as previously discussed. And I was not into him before any of this surfaced, but Jed, I just it's put to the, the guitar point, down. That's yes. I was so glad you and Roger talked about this earlier in the week because I had a prolonged discussion with my husband and then with Jason Gallagher. <laughs> 
about this on Monday night. I love, I, I want to be clear. I love Hannah. I have been blown away by her. Great bachelorette. And am very pro Hannah in all respects. And I think it's like. As one of my friends said, she's a feminist icon. Yes. And I think it's tragic that she has to go on her Instagram and in all these other places and say, all of these people are judging me. All of these people are criticizing me. This is like a terrible thing. Yeah. I'm, I can be a woman who's in touch with my sexuality and a Christian. And yeah. she can. That's right. Go Hannah. Fuck all of the people who are criticizing her. However, <laughs> it's really tough with the Luke thing going on and the Jed stuff going on to not say, man, I wish you could just see that this guy is such a phony. And with Jed, it's the, the, the music point that you and Roger made is the one that like I couldn't stop thinking about on Monday. If a guy says to you, well, I came on the show. I came on the show for my music career. And then every single time he's with you, he's either holding a guitar, tapping piano keys, or the only reason he isn't is because he needs to be holding a basketball or Halo Top ice cream for the (laughs) spawn con that's a part of your date. That's a problem. And I just, I I want that, like, the light to go off for her. And so I just find him uh, actively repellent. I, I agree with you. Also, even if it's not as calculated as it seems, where it's he's not like thinking to himself, oh, this is a great moment for me to have a say anything moment. I'm going to go stand out. But it definitely window. is that calculated. Also, who knows how much the producers are intervening there? And they're like, sure. Jed, you know, it'd be great if you went and sat outside, like coax him into it. It says so much about how he sees himself, right? Mm-hmm. He sees himself as this aspiring singer songwriter. It's like the most important thing in his life. He even said, like, he, as we just said, that he went on the show for the, his career and the exposure. And like, why would you want to be a part of that? Where like right. you you would be secondary to this, like his primary I- identity of, right. like, as a singer songwriter. Contrast that, of course, to Tyler, of course. who <laughs> famously <laughs> said that he would love to be her arm candy. I know. And and the thing, and someone, uh, this was like a meme going around this week where Luke said, I want to move mountains for you versus Tyler saying, that girl can move mountains. Mm-hmm. Like, Tyler just really mm-hmm. seems like the perfect supportive internet boyfriend. There is something very organic and graceful about everything Tyler says. Okay, so this leads back into the makeouts. Let's let's get into it. One of the reasons you I needed to come to. on <laughs> was to discuss these three makeouts. First of all, I wanted to talk about the Jed makeout in the bed first. Mm-hmm. They're like having literally having pillow talk, mm-hmm. whispering, where he says, she can't say, he says, I'm like falling in love with you. And she yeah. she's not allowed to say it back. So don't need to read too much into whether mm-hmm. or not she feels the same way by not saying it there. She's clearly into him. Yeah. They're lying like face to face. Not a great angle for making out. So like, yes, yeah, someone needs to move. But I just feel like Hannah, who we just like know loves to straddle a man, mm. mount him, one might say. She makes it like a much, it's like, it's like a, it's like a, a big man without good paint moves, you know, like low post moves mm-hmm. where like he needs to work on his footwork. Mm-hmm. Hannah like added an extra step into like getting on top mm-hmm. of Jed. Yeah. And I found it very awkward and I kind of like can't get it out of my head. Did you notice that? Yes. And there's a similar, there have been similar moments with Peter and some other people where it does seem like there's a little bit of an extra, either extra motion Still or an extra consideration. You know what happens. Well, I have a theory. Okay. I think she's being thoughtful and trying to shield the erection from the camera. Oh, interesting. Yeah. The straddling really hides it. Yeah. And it's kind of annoying. <laughs> now that now that this whole world has been exposed, thanks to Ben Higgins, mm-hmm. I just like, I, I wonder how much they think about it, how much they go out of their way to hide it. Because with Tyler, his pants are so tight. So as So tight. 
and so white. I just hate those pants. Even if he looks really hot in them, he looks so good in them. I I, I I hate them. They're too short. Did he shrink them? Like what the fuck? Well, he's he's like it's deliberate. He's going for the I'm showing off my ankle look, but it's like showing off his calf. It's like I, showing I his like shins. It. You do? Yeah. Here, I hate it. Here's why I like none it. of the guys wore socks this week, and I was just like, dudes, no. Two reasons. There's nothing wrong like. with socks. Socks are fine. No okay. socks, also fine. Though I, I know that makes you think of Robbie, who you abhor, which yes, I respect. I do. Two things about Tyler's outfit that's important to keep in mind. Okay. One, the clothes might not be to your taste, but he looks great in them. That's, yeah, undeniable. Two, and this is, again, pushing the boundaries of probably what is acceptable to say. I'm going to go for it. Clothes for Tyler serve one function and one function only, and it is to imagine yourself taking them (laughs) off of him with your teeth. Should you be so lucky? <laughs> That's one fantasy of Scott Tyler I haven't had. Thank you for bringing me there, Mallory. You're welcome. Oh my God. <laughs> do you think she, who do you think she has the most chemistry with? Take yourself out of it, objectively. Uh, Sexual Peter. chemistry. Peter. I think Peter as well. Putting them in a sauna. I didn't, I didn't like how he pushed her back. Did not, not a fan of that either. It was a little like a salty. I think that Peter has now twice shown us in that moment and on the pool table that... He's got no game. He has no game. No he's, moves at all. He's trying so hard to do something that he's seen in a movie. Yeah. Or a less charitable interpretation would be, it made me think of the euphoria. In porn. <laughs> yeah, like everyone's just learning about sex now from porn. If that is the case, it, which it might be, I don't know, I'm out of touch with teens. It's so deeply upsetting. That's funny you bring that up because that was my number one takeaway from the first episode of Euphoria. Yeah. Was like, was the, when Zendaya comes in to explain that teens learn about like sex and porn now. And that's like, it was similar. Very, yeah. very upsetting. And I guess life on the road as a pilot, who knows? <laughs> He's studying moves somewhere clearly and trying to pull them off. Now, here's the part about it that's, that is charming, I think. Though I agree with you about the push, which I was not a fan of. Me neither. In general, I think the fact that he is trying so hard to be sexy and suave, but is actively bad at it, is so endearing. Really sweet. Yes. <laughs> it's like probably the best thing about Peter. Yeah. But we know very, very little about. Very little. Like, li- literally nothing. I spent a long time on his Instagram the other day. It's pretty boring. There's not a lot there. No, there's not. Although, Victoria Justice posted that, sh- do you know who that is? Um... She was like a, a Nickelodeon star. Mm. Craig, do you know who Victoria Justice is? Yeah. Because she's like... She's from that show Victorious. Yeah, Victorious. It was, so we're too old for it. But I know her because she was in a movie that Josh Schwartz, who created the OC, made. Will she be on Euphoria? I think actually like... <laughs> she was like market corrected kind of by Zendaya. Okay. Oh, okay. Interesting. Zendaya is so talented. Incredible. Also, just like looking stunning right now on the press tour for Spider-Man. Amazing. Oh, my goodness. I really, uh, I know that she's like really popular, like with like internationally, but she's just really finally come to my world and I'm blown away by her. <laughs> Shouts to Zendaya, who's been very famous for a long time. Is Zendaya a Nickelodeon? Disney. 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 Yeah. So she's staying in the Disney family with no. her Marvel movies. Now she's Rue. Now she's Rue. That's not in the Disney family. No. Anyway, I agree she's got the best um chemistry with Peter. And I don't I don't know if I'm projecting with her and Tyler where I'm just like, I don't see it. Oh, I think they have good chemistry. She definitely really likes him, but he seems fun. Like that's the other thing about Tyler is like all the dudes obviously like him. Yeah. What did you think about Luke calling him TC? Do you think that like that's the thing that other people do, or does just Luke do that because he's a weirdo? 
I could see people calling him TC. Yeah, especially like probably thing. something that caught on early in the house when there was another Tyler, I would imagine. Probably. Can you believe there's TG ever two Tyler's? That's a, a, a relic from a former life. But I do think nicknames, yes, part of sporting culture, certainly. I'm sure that people at Wake and FAU called him Cameron. Oh, right. Because it's his last name. But then that's a last name that's also a first name. So maybe that's where the initials come into play. Tyler having the last name Cameron, his first name could be Cameron. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. He's such a Cameron. He is. He's not really a Tyler. He's just so hot. Whatever he is, he's just so hot. <laughs> in the in the photos on his Instagram from the the run. Yeah. I it's him, his friend Matt James. Oh my Matt James, so hot. As Matt well. James is also incredibly <laughs> compelling. Have you taken the plunge and followed Matt James 919 on Instagram? I haven't followed him, but I look at his Instagram because I, Tyler tags him like 20 times a I, day. I did follow him and obviously been looking at his stories. Wake Forest football teammates, yes. we should say. Matt was a wide receiver. Matt is super cute. He'll be on a future season. If it he's seems not, like a guarantee. It's a, it's a miss. Yes. He's super cute. It's the two of them and then hundreds of women. Hundreds. Just surrounded. They're in a mosh pit. And Tyler is just in the middle of this sea of women. So you mentioned earlier, you know, that you would not consider the run. No. As you know, I I do not believe in exercise personally. <laughs> I think it's great for other people. It's just not something that I, I choose to engage with. Unnecessary physical exertion of any sort is uh, very tough for me. I would do this just for the chance to be in Tyler's presence. I think he would be supportive if I failed. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm envisioning pulled ligament, muscle, or like asthma attack 30 seconds in, and then Tyler's support. One of the people who posted the best videos on Reddit last weekend, or last Thursday, she didn't go on the run. She just went for the beginning for pictures of the Tyler. So that, oh, interesting. So that's possible. Interesting. As, you, as, as I've brought up a thousand times recently, because I feel I've been taking it so personally. In New York. I'm in New York often. I'll be in New York soon. Do I? And I don't live too far from my parents. Don't to live far. I don't. I didn't grow up from my parents. Don't live too far from uh, Tavern on the Green. Do I go? You have to for the content, Juliet. It's your journalistic responsibility. It would just be so embarrassing, though. Would it? It's way. It's like equally embarrassing when these people who I've like been obsessed with come in for podcasts. But that, but I hide behind the professional wall. I think that Craig can attest that I, I pull it together pretty well for these people I, I really enjoy. I, I get professional. I don't know. I don't know if my professional self would work at Tavern on the Green near Tyler. You could go incognito. Also, like, would I have to like elbow my way up to the front to get around these gals? I don't think that would be a problem for you. <laughs> You're, you're focused on getting what you want. I mean, I, I I flash back to, you know, the the midnight release of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. I was elbowing, like, children out of the way to get to my goal. You, you do know, what you need to do when you, know you love I, someone or you something. You know what I did that night? Uh, you Googled the end of the story? I went, you to, read the, the I went to the bookstore yeah. and read the first page of the epilogue to find out what happened to Harry. Horrifying. He lived. Um, <laughs> well... <laughs> it's more complicated than that, folks. He lived and he ended up with the redhead sister, Ginny. Right? Just an unbelievable <laughs> string of spoilers here. I'd like to say that it's more complicated than that. And it is a beautiful journey. And that the epilogue is literally 19 years later. And that you can spend seven wonderful years with Harry before that. I won't. But you do have the ad option. <laughs> you know what else you have the option to do? You have the option to pick up some Cape Line beverages. Cape Line Sparkling Cocktails take you to a place where your wildest expectations meet real possibilities. These are super delicious, bubbly twists on classic cocktails. They have all the flavor you expect from a margarita, a hard strawberry lemonade, or a blackberry mojito, and they are made with just six simple ingredients and nothing artificial. 
On top of that, they are simple to enjoy. Straight out of the fridge or on the go, just pop open the can. Or if you're feeling extra fancy, looking at you wine drinkers, pour one over ice. It's kind of like, I love a alcoholic beverage over ice, like a Magners on ice. Why not a Cape Line on ice? It's beautiful. Go to capeline.com to find out where to buy these seriously delicious sparkling cocktails. Celebrate responsibly. 2019 Cape Line Beverages, Memphis, Tennessee. I find Luke utterly boring and also frightening, so I haven't really talked about him. Yes. But I do think it's like worth acknowledging that we've crossed into a place with Luke where he is indefensible at this point. Oh, yeah. There's nothing redeeming there. Or if there is, we're not seeing it. It's so obscured by, at this point, not only a sea of delusion, but of actual, like, terror. Yeah. It seems uncomfortable to be around him. I don't, I don't know. The way that, the things that he was saying to Hannah in this episode are just not okay. They're just not acceptable. You can't, <laughs> you can't talk to a person that way. You can't talk to a woman that way. And she obviously was so shocked in the initial moment and also so determined it seemed to have a positive day for once that it didn't, you know, as you and Roger discussed, didn't kind of register or lead her to respond initially. And then she followed through and said what was on her mind. But he doesn't have respect for her as a person. Like, it's unclear if he actually thinks that he's in love with her or if he's just in love with the idea of her. You know, do you, how do you think he would be interacting with her in real life apart from this experience? Like, would he be working so hard to win win his way back into her good graces after every argument or would he just say, I'm right? I think that's hard. It's hard to say because it's difficult to, like, eliminate the the contract of the show. But I think that they would have had instant chemistry because it seems like they did. And they probably would have, at this point, seven weeks into their relationship, still been in a honeymoon phase. And they probably wouldn't have had, like, a huge fight yet. And Hmm. she's obviously willing to look the other way on a lot of his behavior. And I do think that if she didn't have this, like, Greek chorus of guys making it impossible to ignore some of his, like, alarming tendencies, that she might not have gotten there yet. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think... I think she would date Luke. I think that's why she's keeping him around is because, like, ultimately he um, is familiar to her and she's obviously just, like, super attracted to him and, like, wants to believe in him. I think that someone posted in the in the uh, Bachelor Facebook group on uh, Bachelor Party Podcast. Uh, check it out. Some good info in there. <laughs> Lovely discourse. Um, someone posted that they had mutual friends before the show and, like, knew people in common. Oh. And also, I think, are um, share similar religious beliefs. And I think that's, like, obviously... They interpret them differently, even if they, like, are come from the same school of thought. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's, like, also a bond there that has made things stronger for them. But, but to, I, I don't think he's getting a bad edit. I just think this is who he is, and he's obviously, like, yeah. has issues. But the volume's too high for it to exactly. be chopped up to an edit. Exactly. Yeah. But there has to have been something there between them that we haven't seen that we don't, that they, like, are just not showing us. So... Yeah. Not to mention Euphoria again, but, I haven't watched episode two yet, but go for it. It's from the first one. You know, the it's it's even from the trailer, just that line that is, in essence, like, this is the feeling I've been searching for my entire life. Yeah. There just has to be some— el- That's literally about drugs, drugs, by the way. Yeah. And there does seem to be some sort of, you know, not obviously not to in any way minimize a drug addiction, but there does seem to be something addictive about the, the chemistry and the connection that— Hannah and Luke share, because there does not appear to be anything beyond that. It's almost like— driven by pheromones. It feels like it's chemical. It's magnetic. Yeah. Like, there's something base about it that she didn't have to talk herself into but can't quite talk herself out of, even though the bulk of their interactions to this point have been 
trying to talk herself out of it. You contrast that to some of the other relationships where, like, even she said to Tyler, you know, I, I kind of was worried about you at first. I thought you were a player. Some of these other guys, the bonds that have grown more slowly, a little bit of a slow simmer, like, it, she did have questions. She did have to find that comfort with those people. It's the opposite. And as we've talked about before, that's ultimately much more sustainable in a relationship, in real life. yeah. Think of what Kat Stark said to Rob. Oh, my God. Way back when. Full-on binge mode Mallory today. I, re- I only have so many interests, okay. you know? <laughs> me, me too. And right now, this do- my interests are dominated by, like, the book I'm reading and Tyler C. Any for you. And Chernobyl. Those are my four interests right now. <laughs> Quite a brew. <laughs> when Rob was clearly smitten with Talisa, but had already made a marriage vow to the phrase, and Kat was trying to convince him to honor that word, even though he was not in love with that person, didn't even know that person. Now, Am I advocating for an arranged marriage? No, but the point the cat made there was girl to love them. It's stronger and it lasts longer. There's something to that. Una Chaplin was an answer in the Sunday New York Times crossword puzzle last week. What was the clue? Um, Game of Thrones actress or something like that. They're trying to tri- they're trying to trick <laughs> oh my you. God. They're trying to trick you. Trick you. Quite broad. I know it was a little bit more specific, but they definitely were trying to like throw you off the scent. And I was like, interesting. I've never recovered from the death of Rob Stark. So I remember Una Chaplin. Um, Another spoiler. <laughs> the Bachelor will not, I, I go really, I really don't want to spoil The Bachelor on this show, but other shows I don't care at all. So you're, you're late. If you, I mean, whatever. Game of Thrones is over. Rob's a long time ago. Several, several years ago. We were, As is the Harry Potter episode. We were working at Grantland. Sacred text. So. We were in college for Harry Potter. Like, you know, it's true. And we're old. We were super fucking old and washed. Tyler and, and Lusting his, after a 20-something. <laughs> he's 26. I was going to ask you about this. Yeah. Ty, Matt is a little bit older. Born in 1991. Mm. God. I know. Born in the 90s. <laughs> it's very uncomfortable. Uh, if you just want to guess, if you don't know how old Tyler was, like, how old would you think? Uh, 29. 28 or 29. Also, big conversation around, around the ringer. This is, like, maybe one of the most inappropriate podcasts I've had ever. But <laughs> what do you think Tyler's number is? I've done I've done research into Tyler, obviously, so I've had to adjust mine. I'll tell you what my initial estimate was, mm-hmm. and then I'll give you my revised estimate based on what I've heard. I could easily believe anywhere from 15 to 150. <laughs> my gut, when you ask, is like something in the 30s to 50s. College okay. football player, College unbelievably football player, right? handsome, model. However... He doesn't strike me as the like two girls sleeps around yeah. constantly kind of guy. I see him as a girlfriend in college an, guy. Totally. I I my initial guess was like in the eighty range. Because <laughs> again, I was like college football player, insanely right. attractive, universal approval rating. Then also two different college football programs, yes. so two different pools. Can you explain how that works? How do you extend your eligibility like that? So he had not exhausted his years of eligibility at Wake Forest, and then he went to, he was in the, he was a graduate student when he was at FAU. But so he probably only played one year at FAU, right? Mm, I want to say two. Let me check. Interesting. So then he only played three at at Wake Forest, right? Let's see. Yes. Interesting. I'm going to look right now. Some people are late bloomers. I'm going to check right now. When it comes to football. Anyway. Yes. He, yes. This, This is... He was at Wake in 2012, 2013, and 2014. And then he was a redshirt junior and a redshirt senior in terms of his eligibility. Yeah. But he was enrolled in the MBA program as a graduate student he when he was at get FAU. Did bachelor's in three years? 
Does it appear that he got his bachelor's in three years? I'm not sure. It says graduated. Wake Forest, redshirt sophomore, 2014, graduated in the spring and sought the option to transfer and continue his postgraduate work. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> I wonder what his high school AP course load was. How many credits did he go in with? How much does Wake Forest accept? Many schools don't take that many. What a rich text. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tweet it. <laughs> Tyler, did you graduate in three years? <laughs> check for it. Check for it on Twitter. So my original estimate was around 80 because I was like college football player. That's ACC power conference. Like there's a lot, a lot can be done in three years at a power conference school as, as a really hot football player. And from Florida. He was also a quarterback at Wake Forest. <laughs> a quarterback. We've all seen like varsity blues and Friday Night Lights, and, you know. But then a friend of a friend dated him <gasps> in high school. And <sighs> said that he's not a player. So then I had to revise my number. Mm-hmm. He doesn't seem like a player. I'm going to say pre-bachelorette revision 25-ish. Tw- uh, 22 to 25 is my is my, my the number I'm circling for Tyler. Hmm. Okay. Just, so, Again, I'd believe anything. Post-bachelorette, anything's in play. I, I, I think this is a game changer. Post-bachelorette, one. Because he and Hannah are going to get married. Okay, fine. And if, have beautiful babies. Let's, let's say he's still with <gasps> Hannah. If they're together right now, they're young. I bet they stay together for two years. Just conservative estimate. <laughs> After that, he'll only be 28. I mean, True. plenty. I mean, even if he was 40, like what, it's, he would still be insanely attractive. He doesn't seem like he's going to get uglier. Uh, no, God. He's going <laughs> to age. The, he is going to age beautifully. He's on the Clooney path. Do you think we'll get a little silver fox action? A little salt and pepper? It's, he's only 26. Oh my God, he's so hot. Craig will not make eye contact with us. He's looking at the floor as he responds to these questions. Do you want to weigh in on Tyler's number? Yeah, I think it's like 15 to 17. Wow. Craig. No, I I feel like you can just tell. Like when you, you know, I have friends in high school who have varying ranges of numbers. Sure. Tyler doesn't seem like the type of guy who's just like going crazy. I don't think it's at like 60, 70. I have, I have a question for you. Sure. Have you seen Tyler? I have seen Tyler. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. But he doesn't I just need to. to. Make sure. All all valid points. Again, I'd believe everything here. If he said three, I'd believe it. Maybe he had really committed relationships. I, I would believe, three seems love. He's such a sweetheart. But too. if it was like five, I would believe that. Here's the thing about Tyler. He's very passionate. And it does seem like if he's in a relationship with somebody, he is probably so fully invested and focused on realizing the potential of that love in all of its various respects. I want to share two quick stories. One, now, you know, Binge Mode has an adult content warning. I regularly gonna, speak about lusting slap, after. We're going to slap that on this podcast. <laughs> probably, probably should. Lusting we after will. fictional characters. No stranger to talking about sex on various ringer platforms. Our last pod was the first time that my husband, Adam, ever said to me, <laughs> Jesus, Mal. I instructed my mom not to listen to it. That's the second story I'd like to share with you. <laughs> I was recently home in Baltimore visiting my family. and My father said to me, Oh, I saw that you went on Juliet's pod. I haven't caught up with that one yet. I got to get to that soon. And I said, Dad, for the first time ever, I'd like to encourage you not to listen. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, I think we'll we'll put a pin on this this episode and probably the Tyler lust until... What's one of the lessons of the Tyler experience so far? Be who you are. (laughs) We're so (laughs) captivated by who he is. And part of the charm is that he is so supportive of Hannah being who she is. All these other judgmental assholes out there in the world. And he's like, I love that she goes for it. I love that she is who she is. Juliet, I love that you're going for it. And I love that you are who you are. (laughs) At Tyler, did you graduate in three years?
Um, Mallory, thank you so much. It's always a delight to have you. An honor and a privilege as always. This has just been a truly uh, invigorating conversation. I'd like to also thank Griffin Home, Cape Line, and of course, don't forget about the Protein One Bar. When hunger strikes, just remember this set of numbers, 90, 10, 1. 90 calories, 10 grams of protein, 1 gram of sugar. These are the numbers of protein, 1, a bar that fills you up without loading you up, available in four tasty flavors that will help kick your cravings. Try Protein 1 for your next snack emergency. Every episode with Tyler is a snack emergency. (laughs) It's available at all major retailers, Walmart, Target, your local grocery store, and Amazon. I'll be back on Monday.